You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And welcome to the All In Podcast, the podcast that brings you a new perspective on lots of stuff and sometimes dentistry. I'm Shane McElroy, and I am flying solo today. Uh, the co-host of this podcast, Blake McClellan, is nowhere to be found, and no guest today. I wanted to do an episode on on how to start a podcast uh, and how to co- create content for social media. Not because I consider myself an expert, but because I do not consider myself an expert. I think I'm more intermediate. But for you guys who want to learn how to do some of the stuff we do or are interested in starting a podcast, I think it's important to have somebody who, who maybe not be an expert, somebody who's just a little farther ahead of you, who's gone through some of the BS and some of the mistakes and help you skip over those mistakes uh, and give you a path to create a podcast if that's what you want to do uh, to help you create better content or start creating content and give you some of the tools and information behind it so you can do it effectively. Please subscribe to this podcast and give us a review if you like it. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback on Instagram. You can follow us at all underscore in underscore podcast there. We like to joke around in there. So whatever you think, let us know. But the reason personally that I wanted to start a podcast was I wanted to expand my relationships in, in really the dental industry and, and really outside the industry. And for me, it's been wildly successful. Um, it's been a lot of work. Uh, it's been a lot of time. But I really enjoy it. And some of the times I most enjoy are when Blake and I are just doing it together and having real conversations. And it's it's been so much fun. It's been really fulfilling. Um, there's been some headaches with it for sure. We'll cover some of those. But I got to say, I think for a lot of people, podcasting seems kind of crazy, right? It seems like out of their comfort zone for sure, even though they may be big on social media and, and whatever. And I think Maybe let's rearrange the way you think about a podcast. A podcast is simply just another form of social media. It's a way to get a message out, a way to get content out. It's just an audio form of it. It's like an Instagram, but instead of images, it is, it's just listening. And podcasting has become really big for a lot of reasons. And I think um, I certainly consume a lot of podcasts. Some of my favorites are, if you guys want to see where I got some ideas from, Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast uh, with Dr. Peter Bowen, Dr. Craig Spodak, uh, Millennial Dentist Podcast with Dr. Payment Racy and Dr. Sully Sullivan. It's a really good one too. And the Gary V experience and certainly the Joe Rogan experience is one of my favorites. And so those are all very different types of podcasts, but I gain value out of it. And I think this is the key here. Uh, when you're creating content, when you're creating a podcast or whatever, is a few key things. Number one is be you. Just be you. And it sounds easy, but for me, it wasn't at first. And and looking back, it's kind of crazy. When I wanted to start this podcast, I wanted to do kind of straight lace, kind of, you know, take myself very seriously and, and businessman and all that. Because that's how I was years and years ago. And looking back now, and for those of you who are fans of the podcast or see Jabarity or see my, you know, at Implant MBA, which is my Instagram handle. That seems kind of absurd, right? I, I don't take myself very seriously. I, I, you know, I like to make fun of myself. I like to joke around. I like to have a good time. And I, that's me, right? I'm a kind of a weirdo. I'm, I like to have fun and I like to, uh, you know, mess with people all the time and have a great time. 
But the reality is that is not what I thought people wanted. And that is not the way I was going to present myself. And, you know, all due credit goes to Blake McClellan, you know, the co-host of this podcast. He's like, I'm not doing that. He goes, that's not you. And that's not fun. He goes, you got to be you. And as easy as it sounds to be you, I'll be honest, a couple of two, three years ago, like when it comes to this kind of stuff, content creation and, and really the professional world, I, I didn't really know who I was and which is really weird to say out loud, but it's true. And so it's really opened me up and, and freed me to just be me. And turns out not everybody, but a lot of people actually like that. Right. And so, you know, and in, in, I'm in sales and I think, you know, when we talk about you got to build relationships, build relationships, build relationships, you do that by being authentic and real. People like to engage. People like to talk. People like to work with the people they like and the people who are not fake. I don't think any, I've never heard anybody say, uh, that guy's so fake. I really like hanging out with him. Like it just doesn't happen that way. And so it's important to be authentic and be you and be real. And so I can't encourage that enough. And, and really, I hate giving Blake credit, but he's really helped free me from my own, you know, uh, kind of restrictions I set there for myself where I've got to be professional. I've got to be taken seriously all the time, which is just not the case. That's not who I am. And that's not how anybody is, right? Now, you can be more professional in certain situations. You can come off certain ways, but you still need to be authentic. And so um, I obviously can't encourage that enough. Now, the second thing I want to encourage when you're doing a podcast or creating content or whatever in whatever form is that who is your audience? So who are you trying to get this message to? Is it to, are you an educator and you want to get this message to, you know, people who could possibly take your course or whatever? Are you a clinician and you want to drive patients to your practice? Are you um, a salesperson like myself and you want to get in front of people, right? And that's a Gary Vee thing right there. If you don't know the Gary Vee experience, you know, that was a big influence on Blake and I doing the podcast. It's, I want to get in front of people, right? The relationships I want, I want to get in front of them. And a podcast is an unbelievable way to do that. Everybody's honored to be on a podcast. It's really kind of a creative approach. And I'm surprised that more people haven't done it, especially in, you know, the dental industry that we're in, you know, not just from the clinician side, there's a lot of those podcasts, but from the other side of the industry. I highly recommend it. It works very well. And you can really establish real relationships, right? For instance, like Todd Engel has become a great friend, right? Love the dude. And what's funny about it, I was talking to my wife the other day, I've never met the dude in person. As strange as that sounds, like we're really, really tight. I've never met him in person. And that's the type of relationship you can build, right? Doing something like this. Because how often do you get to have a real conversation? Somewhere, like, think about that. How often do you sit across the table or on the phone with somebody you barely know and talk for an hour about them and you, right? It just doesn't happen in today's society a lot. So when it does, you can really bond with somebody very closely. I've always said that's why I like playing golf with people, right? Four hours with somebody, you know if you like them or not, right? Same thing with a podcast. 30 minutes to an hour, you know if you like them. You know if you've engaged. You know if you connected with them. And it's really been awesome. Um, some real friendships have come out of it. And to me, that's, that's amazing, right? But I think what you need to consider when you're creating this content, and I kind of got diverted, I'm ADD, so that'll happen a lot here, is that you need to add value to your target audience. So whoever that target audience is, add value. And what do I mean by value, right? Again, I learned this from Blake, and I hate saying this, I hate giving this guy so much credit, but it turns out he's actually pretty smart. 
Well, value seems to be confusing a lot of people, especially when creating content. You wonder why people follow, you know, Brian Ballywas. You wonder why people follow Bloody Tooth Guy. You wonder why people follow David Wong. There's different reasons. And they all add value in different ways, right? And value is not just, you know, it's not money. It's not things like that. Value is simply like, am I entertained, right? Entertaining somebody adds value to their life. Did I make them laugh, right? We had Don Grant on from uh, Dent Supply the other day. He's hilarious. I follow him. Why? Because he makes me laugh. It makes my day better. Right? That's value. Um, did I learn something, right? Did somebody give me a tip online that, that adds a lot of value there? Um, Todd, again, Todd Engel is really, you know, Blake and him worked on his social media stuff at the beginning, and he's really taken off with adding value, with tips and tricks and things like that. Um, so think about how are you adding value to somebody's life with the posts that you do, with the podcasts that you do, right? I'm doing this to try to help add value to you, right? You're listening. You're my target audience. I want to help you get where you want to go, right? I want to help you learn how in this particular episode, how to create a podcast, how to create value for somebody else, right? Um, trying to teach, trying to uh, help you execute, right? Whatever your goal or strategy is. So what ways are you going to create value? So always be thinking about that. Don't just put up a post. And I hate seeing this from corporations all the time. They put up a post. It's an image. It's a stock image or it's over curated content or whatever. And I'm like, what value am I getting here? I'm not learning anything. You're just trying to sell me something, I guess. I don't really know. Um, that's, I think less is more. You're better off putting out less content that adds value than just filling it up with content that's just seeing what shit, you know, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, right? Truly focus on stuff that's valuable. Doesn't mean it has to take a billion years or a lot of time. Like I put a lot of time and effort into like creating Japarity and like, you know, doing some of these other posts. You don't need to do that, right? I do it because I enjoy it. And I think that's another tip. Enjoy what you're doing. If you don't like doing it, don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, if you've not listened to Blake's episode, uh, I think a couple episodes ago where he's kind of talking about, you know, what's the value of a, a like or a follower if you're not enjoying it, it there is none, right? So is, make sure that you are actually having fun and enjoying what you do. Um, that's a huge tip right there. If you don't like what you're doing, don't freaking do it, man. It makes no sense. All right, so let's kind of recap real quick before we get into the tools and the tricks and, and whatever in creating content or a podcast. You want to add value, right? You want to... You want to create value for your target audience. You want to build relationships and you do that by creating value, right? You really want to enjoy yourself because if you're not, there's truly no point to it. And the main and key point is be you. Don't be fake. Don't be what you think people want. Be who you are and do it for yourself, all right? That's always a key to success. And one other thing, don't worry about how many people are, are downloading or how many people are or following at the beginning, what you should be concerned about. Like, listen, here's the reality. There's accounts out there like that have 100,000 followers, right? Uh, 70,000 of which are fake followers. What's the point, right? What is the point? Number one, that's going to hurt you on, on some of the platforms if they figure it out. Uh, they're going to kind of blackball you there. But more importantly, if you're trying to get a message out, man, it's much more important to give an audience of 30 who actually love your content and engage with you. And that's the key is engagement, right? 
when you got people out there, don't put out to get a bunch of likes. Who cares? I like stuff all the time without even paying attention to really what it is because I follow them. I'm trying to help Matt give them a like, but it really doesn't add any value. What matters is, are they commenting, right? I love what you're doing. Thanks so much. Are you commenting back? Right? So focus on engagement, right? It's better to create value for a few people than have a million fake followers. Who cares? It's not real. It doesn't matter. Right? You get a million followers who are engaging with you. That's incredible. Then you're doing something amazing. You're adding a ton of value to a lot of people's lives. So some of the key points there, be you, be you, be you, be authentic. That's obviously the biggest thing in any form of social media, in my opinion. All right. So let's get into, let's start with the podcast, right? All right. So, so again, who's your target? What's the message you want to get out? And how do you want to be, right? You can be you. You can be authentic with a more professional style. Um, with our particular podcast, we wanted to just be us, right? How we are at the bar, right? Like that's the idea behind the All In podcast. Um, in fact, Blake kind of tries to compare it to barstool sports all the time. That's the type of feel and, and because it's fun for us that way, right? We don't have to be stiff. That's not who we are, um, especially when we're not working, right? We want to want to have fun and do it that way. So how do you want to be? What's the message you want to say? What, what topics do you want to cover, right? You might be a dentist who wants to do a podcast on Pokemon because you love Pokemon. Rock and roll, bro. Rock and roll. Roll, be the dentist who, who talks about Pokemon on a time because I guarantee you there's some other dentists out there who love that too, right? Like whatever it is, if it makes you happy, go for it, right? Niche is not a bad thing, right? You're going to have a more engaged audience. And if you go like generic in some sense, you're going up against Joe Rogan, good luck, right? So niche is not a bad thing. Um, you can be generic, but but have an audience in mind um, that you want to target and the topics you want to target. That's the first part. Now, how do you want to do this podcast? Are you going to do a solo podcast? You're going to do it like what I'm doing right now, which is actually not very easy. Um, talking by yourself can be very difficult. And I would never want to do this all the time, right? Uh, this is actually okay right now. But if I had to do 50 episodes of this, absolutely not. Um, one other thing to worry about if you're a solo podcast, because there's pros and cons to all this, by the way. If you're a solo podcast, the burnout. You have somebody else who can help, you know, you're going to go through stages of up and down, like I want to create content, I'm excited about this, and then you're going to go through lulls, and what happens to most podcasts, and why you don't see them after, you know, you know, 20 episodes or less, is because they get burned out on it. It's hard at first, right? And so, once you get burned out, you just kind of like, eh, I'm just not going to do it, or eh, I'm insecure about, you know, how I sound or whatever. Uh, let's poke some fun at Blake this time. He hates the sound of his voice, so he will not listen to the playbacks, uh, which I find hilarious because he thinks he sounds nasally, which he does. He does sound nasally, but he still sounds pretty good, actually. Um, I love giving Blake shit. I really, really do. All right, so do you want to do it by yourself, right? Or do you want to do it with a partner? Now, there's drawbacks to that, too. Um, I suggest doing what Blake and I did when we decided to do this. I was on the front end saying, I'm going to do the editing. I'm going to figure out the sound and do all this stuff. Um, so I do all the editing. I do most of the posts for the podcast. I came in with that mindset and agreement because Blake wouldn't have, I wanted Blake to be involved with it because he's an interesting dude. Um, you know, we're really close friends and I think we're better together than we are separate. No doubt about it in my mind. So I went in with that mindset. So we've never had an issue with that, right? No, we have had issues. Uh, we almost didn't do anything after episode four, just you know, full transparency. We got in fights about you know, when we're going to do stuff, how to schedule. So there is issues when you have a partner, 
you know, creative differences, um, how are you going to handle that? I think we've I've had people have issues with like, listen, they didn't talk about it ahead of time. Who's going to do all the editing? One of you is going to be the lead on this. So whoever that is, own that. Uh, Blake and I are more than even because we do a lot of other stuff outside of just the podcast together. And he carries, t- you know, more weight on a lot of those than I do. And so we're good. Right. Um, and it was my idea that I wanted to do the editing. I enjoy doing this kind of stuff. So no issue there. But if you don't discuss that or don't know that going into it, don't assume that it's 50, 50 on the work. It, it absolutely will not be. Um, also, we were going to do three. We were going to have somebody else be on, on this podcast. We we're going to have three hosts and kind of rotate with guests and things like that. Um, looking back on that now, that would have been even harder and a mistake. And, and it worked out well. Um, we were going to have Brock be on this podcast. He's a guy over at uh, Astrama Group. Awesome dude. Um, actually, we should have him on his guest sometime. But having just the idea of having three hosts coordinating, scheduling would have been for us very, very difficult. And so the more pieces of the puzzle you add, the more difficult the puzzle becomes. And so think these things through. Um, are you going to be doing, you know, just you and that one person? Or are you going to have guests? I think guests are good because it can help you expand your audience. Um, in general, it just makes it more interesting. It allows for a wider range of topics. And and certainly for me, I wouldn't do a podcast any other way because, you know, my goal was to establish more relationships in this industry um, and outside of the industry. And again, it's worked really well for me. So think about all these things. Also think about how you want to do it. Do you want to do long form? Do you want to do, you know, um, like Bulletproof Podcast now is trying out like 10 minute episodes versus Joe Rogan who does three hour episodes. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do that, but think about the ways you want to do it. Maybe try out a different thing. Um, there's truly no magic number. You know, we we try to shoot for 30 minutes to an hour, but frankly, if the conversation's going really well, we want to keep going. We'll keep going if it's interesting to us, right? Um, if it's not interesting, <laughs> you know, we're not feeling it that day. Rarely that's never the case with the guests, but there's days where it's like we just kind of shut it down early because we're, you know, we're not in the flow or whatever. So think about, you know, are we going to do short form? Are we going to do long form? How, you know, what are we going to shoot for? I wouldn't be unbelievably rigid with it. You know, I think it's important to be loose, uh, especially in a podcast, because you don't want to sound scripted on a podcast. It's not interesting. You know, people are listening to this passively while they're working out, uh, going to the gym, uh, while they're driving their cars, like whatever. Maybe they're at home. And that's the beauty of a podcast. You can get people in their leisure time. Uh, and be in their ear because you're not going to necessarily get them during work time. And certainly during COVID, uh, it's been harder to get, you know, your voice out there to people, uh, especially if you're like, like a guy like me, if you're in sales, how do I add value if I can't go see you at your office right now? Right. Well, I can do this sort of a thing. And so think about these things. Are you just going to go in there randomly with a guest and not have a topic and just shoot the shit? Listen, we do that a lot and it works really well, but I would say, um, you know, what we really do most of the time in this particular podcast is have some sort of an outline, right? And this thought of, I kind of want to go this direction, but if it moves a different direction, we're not very rigid about it. You may be, a, you know, a type A who wants to have a format that you stick to every time. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's you and that's what you're comfortable with and it's entertaining and people seem to like it, rock and roll with that. So, but think about these things ahead of time, right? And I think the, the thing that people are so afraid of starting something like a podcast is, is they're worried they're not going to sound good. Uh, I'm not going to be good at it. Uh, I'm going to whatever. Uh, nobody's good at anything until they do it, right? Nobody came, you know, nobody went to the gym the first time and they're 
you know, lifted once and now they're jacked. Now they're David Wong, right? It doesn't work that way. It takes reps to get good. Um, I look back at some of the stuff and not even necessarily the way I sounded or anything, but, but even like the tools you use, right? I sounded like it was underwater on the first episode. If you go back and listen to some of those episodes, the quality of the audio changes, right? And we'll get into why in just a minute. So you will get better, but you just have to do it. And, and, and just like anything you do, starting a business, starting whatever, the hardest thing to do is take the first step, right? And then the momentum builds. The fear of the what if will get you every single time. I'm telling you, you can do this. You can try it. Worst case scenario, you're the worst podcaster ever. You're the worst. And guess what? Nobody's going to listen. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like you found out, maybe I don't like podcasting. That's fine. Um, so don't worry about sucking. You might suck. And certainly you're probably going to look back, you know, five years later, or five months later and be like, man, I sucked. I'm much better now. But that's in everything you do. So don't let fear paralyze you. Just go for it. Try it. I, I, I got to be honest. I was afraid. Um, I was afraid for the company I work for that. What if I say something and they don't like it and they fire me? Not, not joking. Um, it turns out that wasn't the case at all. And there's been some stuff where, you know, they didn't like everything I said, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> they might have had good reason. But the reality is, don't be afraid of that. Because you can edit this. If you say something wrong, edit it out, right? Don't worry about that. Um, I, you know, I wasn't really worried what people were thinking to think. Um, I really wasn't. And in fact, a lot of people are like, why are you doing a podcast? You don't make money. I'm like, yeah, but I don't do it for, like, money. I think it's helped me professionally in a lot of ways. Uh, so it's kind of the periphery for me. Um, but I would say if you're going to try to do this for money, that's it's getting harder to do that in podcasting. Certainly, you know, getting sponsors or getting advertisers or whatever. Um, that's a tricky game. And a lot of people get into podcasts and they're going to make a lot of money. I'm not saying you can't. Uh, you absolutely can, Joe Rogan. Got a $100 million contract from Spotify. Are you Joe Rogan? You might be. I don't know. Uh, so be careful. Make sure you the reasons you're doing it are the right reasons too, right? Don't just be like, I'm going to make millions of dollars podcasting. You will absolutely not make millions of dollars podcasting unless you're the one in a billion, okay? So don't, uh, don't, don't do it for those particular reasons. Now, you could be rewarding and there could be an ROI for you in many other ways, right? Um, do it for those reasons, not for money. Because if you do podcasting for money, you will be sorely disappointed very quickly. And if you ask any of my buddies who podcast, they will tell you the exact same thing as far as money goes. Um, but there's a lot of other rewards you can get. All right. So, all right. I've rambled on a lot. So let's get in some of the tools now, right? Um, so if you want to start out a podcast, don't spend a ton of money. There's no reason to. Um, you can record. There's a lot of free apps where you can record. You can just use your iPhone. And I suggest you do that. Um, I spent a lot of different I try to be cheap at first and, and cheap in the sense of like I bought different types of mics and, and a lot of the stuff we were doing was on location. Now, that's changed a lot recently. Um, we're, we're having to do Zoom or you're having to do um, other forms, which I'll get into as well. But all right, let's assume you're going to go in person. I bought these mics and I had the soundboard and it was really, really hard. One of the first guests I ever had, Blake wasn't on this episode. I was at a trade show or a dental meeting or something. And uh, one of my first guests ever was... Dr. Gordon Christensen, freaking awesome for your like third or fourth episode. Unbelievable. Except that I should have worked on the audio board and figured out that more. It was really confusing and I want to save a little bit of money. I didn't want to spend $350 on this one thing. And so um, it didn't record his audio. 
Dr. Gordon Christensen on a new podcast, you know, oh my God, I screwed that up. Audio was worthless. I couldn't do anything with it, right? If I had sprung for a little bit more, and I'm not saying, or I just grabbed my iPhone, right, and plugged in a little mic to that, that would have been a, a better way to do it uh, looking back, right? Doesn't look as cool because you don't have the little audio board and all that stuff. That is a nightmare to work with, just so you know, and I still haven't figured it out fully. Um, so I've got different stuff now. Like I recommend getting, I love the Yeti Blue mic. Uh, that's what Blake has too. Uh, it plugs directly into your computer. It's got the condenser in there. So basically the soundboard is actually inside of this mic. Um, I'll try to put links on here on the uh, show notes. So check that out if you're actually interested. And, and heads up to everybody, I don't make any money off this. I don't get referral fees. I don't get anything. So you can actually believe what I'm telling you. However, if any of the products I recommend, any of those companies want to pay me to do it, hell yeah, but I doubt it. So, uh, but take my word for it. I don't make any money off this. What I'm telling you is the stuff I use or recommend. I've got this little uh, back thing with foam uh, right behind the mic that kind of muffles sound and gives it a little bit better quality. But what's nice about the Yeti Blue, it's a really good mic. It's it's a little over a hundred bucks and it plugs directly through USB into my computer. Amazing. I also, through my buddies, let's see, let me pull up my tools here, make sure I don't forget. Oh, if you're going to do on location stuff, like this is the, the Yeti Blue is great here in my, my little mini studio. Uh, but the, let's see, what is it? The Zoom H6 recorder. Okay, so Soli Sullivan and uh, uh, Peter Bolden uh, both have podcasts. They recommended this. Thanks, guys. Uh, but this thing was awesome. It was 350 bucks, but you can plug like four mics into it, and it records the audio separately for up to four people. You could have – it's got little different setups, but it is an amazing quality. It's so easy to use. It makes – it's a small footprint. It's, you know, it's very, very small, uh, and it works really, really good. You get great quality out of it, and it records all the files separately. And why is it – you know, at first I didn't understand this. All right, so why do you want the files recorded separately? So you and I are doing a podcast – and your audio, you start coughing. And if we're on the same track is what they call it, uh, I can't get rid of that cough unless, because I'm talking over it. And so the quality is not going to be as, you're going to hear the cough. However, if we were on different tracks, right? And that's why I mean separate files. Um, I, you could cough, I could talk, and I could come on the other side um, through some software and, and kind of silence that cough. And so you hear me clearly and the audio quality is better. You know, we do some Zoom stuff on here. Uh, the You can separate the audio files on Zoom. Uh, we haven't done that as much. So if it's on one track on the Zoom, it tends the quality tends not to be as good. So another tool we use when it's remote stuff, all right, is it's called Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. And what I like about Zencaster is it's only audio. Um, they're adding a video function, but I send, whoever the guest is, I send them a link, they click on the link and it's open. And it records locally and it records over the internet, right? So into the cloud. So even if the connection goes out, it doesn't kill the audio file. It catches back up. And that's really, really important uh, because a lot of the audio stuff, like if their internet sucks or once it just sounds like crap. And you've heard that in some of the episodes earlier on, like you hear weird or right? There's weird audio sounds. Uh, this helps eliminate a lot of that. So I, I recommend that. It's really cheap. I think it's free right now. Uh, for up to like three guests or something. So if you're starting it out, it's it's really not much money at all. All right, so, we, so we've so we got some recording done. I've got my Yeti Blue mic. I've got my uh, Zoom H6 for if I'm doing local stuff, right? Uh, like out at a trade show or like, a, you know, in-person type of interviews, right? So you've got that equipment and you don't need all of that. Again, you could just do all of this on an iPhone. And I think it's good to start out cheap and easy 
and that's great. Uh, if you want to do video stuff, that's great. Uh, use your iPhone to record, right? Use uh, use Zoom. A lot of this stuff is free and cheap right now, especially right now. It's really cheap. Forgot to mention one other thing too. When you're editing, and I don't actually recommend editing. I over edit. I think I did at the beginning. Certainly, I said um way too much, and so and you're gonna find that you have these little idiosyncrasies that you personally do that will annoy the crap out of you. Now, a lot of people don't care about it, but it matters. Ums every once in a while are okay. All of the time, not so much. I've actually become a better public speaker because of this as well. But when you're editing, one of the best softwares to use is called Audacity. I think it's audacity.org. It's free. Now, it's again, it's going to take you a little while to get comfortable with it, but it's really not hard at all. Again, if I can do it, you can do it. I'm not patient, but I've learned how to edit to some degree. Where I used to pay each episode to have it done, now I can do it all on my own in a few minutes. Don't over-edit. I learned that from Peter Bolton. Um, he doesn't edit anything, really. He just kind of slaps it up there, and that works out really well most of the time. So I kind of agree with that. If you want to, you know, Blake cusses all the time. I try to cut, <laughs> cut some of that out. Uh, but overall, we don't edit too much anymore. And, and we certainly try not to, but there is a need for it. And it's a great tool for editing. So audacity.org and it's absolutely free. So how do I get my podcast out there? Okay. So there's, there's different platforms that you can upload and they host your podcast. And by the way, I'm not great with this kind of stuff. And it was not that bad for me, guys. I learned all this stuff from scratch. We use what's called Podbean, right? So what, what is Podbean? That's where we host, we upload all of our content to. Okay, so we link our YouTube channel. We link our uh, all the different, you know, iTunes, uh, which is Apple Podcasts now, which is the number one most important one to be on because that's where most people listen to. Uh, it shoots it out to Spotify. So when you upload these and you link it, it's called a podcast aggregator too. So it shoots it out to all these places that that you look for podcasts at, right? And so that's very important. Uh, that you link it all because if you just put it on a website, how are they going to find it? You know, you can promote and you need to promote, but it, it's got to be on different platforms because that, that audience is segmented greatly in podcasts, most of which are on Apple platforms. So make those are the most important, but you can be on YouTube. You can be on Spotify. You can be on a billion other ones. And, and Podbean is just one of them. It, it's like 10 to 20 bucks a month or something like that. It's really not bad at all. And it's cheap. And we get a little microsite. Like if you type in www.theallinpodcast.com, uh, we forward that domain over to our little microsite on there where it hosts all the stuff. And so um, really easy to do. I hate doing like WordPress and website stuff. Um, and, and it makes it really, really easy as well. Right. So that's kind of the quick fast forward version on like, all right, so I want to set up an audio. A lot of this stuff, Google, that's what I did. Right. Um, if you, you can DM me at Im, uh, Implant MBA uh, on Instagram. And if you have questions, I'm happy to help. I, I love helping people with this kind of stuff. And I want to hear more people's voices out there too. So one other thing that's important with a podcast is promoting it. Now, if you're starting a podcast, I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of people do one episode and then come out with another one like three weeks later. And that is a huge mistake. Think about the way if you listen to podcasts, you're listening to one right now. How do you consume a podcast, right? I binge podcasts a lot of times, like I got long drives or whatever, like I'm flying or whatever it may be, but I'll listen to a certain podcast over and over and over, and then I'll move on to another one, and I may come back later, and I kind of do those things and clump together, right? Three, four episodes at a time. That's important. So if you're going to release a podcast, have at least a minimum of three episodes before I'll release at the beginning, right? So that people can download 
and consume more of that content. If you're looking for more downloads, the more you do, the more episodes, the more downloads you're going to get just by the nature of it. Uh, People will start subscribing. So creating more content, obviously, will help you get more exposure and people can consume more of it. Um, It's pretty obvious, but it's also consistency. You don't want to do three in a week and then skip three weeks and then do three more. People want it once a week, twice a week, whatever that may be, and that can be a challenge. So know that going into it. Um, what you can do on the front end is, is maybe have a bucket full of, of episodes that you've done. And I've done that before. We have like 10 episodes done. And so that if you have like a vacation or something coming up, you can preload those and set it for when it's going to release. And so that you have consistent contact com- uh, content coming out all the time. It's what people want. And if, you, if your content uh, is inconsistent in the frequency it comes out, you will lose your audience. Um, it will happen. It's happened to other podcasts. It certainly happened to us at times where we kind of like even a week or two, right? It's crazy how fast that happens. So you got to be consistent and you got to produce content regularly all the time, right? And so that can be a challenge for a lot of people. You also need to promote it on as many platforms as you can. Um, there are you can get some pretty cheap uh, podcast promoters who kind of like may, you know help you display it through social media and things like that. And they're fairly cheap. You can go on Fiverr. Make sure to check the reviews to see if people have good luck. Uh, but the first two weeks, and, and I wish I had known this going back. If I ever start another podcast. Uh, which we might, I don't know, I might, who knows. Uh, the first two weeks are crucial. You want to create as much buzz as you can those first two weeks, have like watch parties or have like whatever, to let people know it's coming and when it does come to get the most views, downloads, subscribers you can in that first two weeks. Because if you do, right, all the podcast platforms will actually, you know, hot and new, they'll put you up and make it more visible. And so it was actually hard to find our podcast for a while there. And so uh, that's really important to know. The first two weeks are crucial. Make sure you have a lot of good content stacked up at the front end and then promote the crap out of it across multiple platforms in different ways. Um, And then when you're creating that content for the platform, what's great about a podcast though, this is really nice, is you can do video, you can video it, right? And you can do long form video. You can crop that up in a bunch of different pieces for different pieces for social media. Um, check out Gary V's uh, website because he actually shows you how to do this. You can do little audio clips. You can do you know quotes from the show. You can do pictures you're taking during it. So one podcast can turn into 50 pieces of content, which is really incredible. Now, that takes time. Don't get me wrong, uh, but that's another value from this. So uh, just to recap there, when you're starting a podcast, make sure you have a few episodes right at the beginning. In the first two weeks, you need to heavily, 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 heavily promote um, and make your best effort to get the most amount of you know viewers, listeners, call family, friends, ask them to download, listen, watch, whatever, because that is is what the platforms want to see. They want to see hot, new, and then they're going to help give you a boost. Otherwise, it's a longer trek, and, and that's something we experienced, actually, um, looking back. I didn't know that. So hopefully you can skip over that step. Um, all right, so let's, you know, I don't want this podcast to be ridiculously long, so let's go into kind of content creation. And again... I don't think I'm the best at it. Um, I think I do it my way. I think I, I, I think I do a good job uh, sometimes, right? And so, but I like what I do. So I think uh, there's some platforms that I use to help me create content. Again, you don't need to overproduce content for it to be good or funny. Um, one of the easiest platforms to create like social media kind of content, especially if it's music related or or you want to do voiceover or something, is TikTok actually. 
whether you actually want to be on that platform and go big. I suck at TikTok in the sense of like, I don't have a lot of followers on there. I don't focus on a lot. Listen, there's issues there because it's, it's, it's a Chinese company, the, their government's involved and they can get a hold of a lot of your data. So take that for what it's worth. But if you want to do funny videos and things like that, it is a great editing tool and it's easy to get on a, on the other social media channels. Like So TikTok in and of itself is an easy pl- uh, you know content creation platform. Um, one of the ones that's the most important to me, and it's not just for like podcast and not podcasting, but graphics and, and things like that is Canva. Canva is like eight bucks a month. Canva is one of the canva.com. It's worth $8. Uh, if you want to create PDFs, if you want to create cool designs, if you want to do it and you have no design skill, right? You can do posts, you can do video stuff on there. Now it's really kind of interesting. I use it every single day. Um, for the most part, Canva canva.com you got to use this platform it's cheap it's easy and it it's it's fantastic frankly for companies for individuals for whatever so uh, a lot of the graphics you see um i may create start on something else but i usually finish them up with canva so i create a piece of a graphic or something somewhere else and then upload that there or picture and then use that or whatever uh but canva is a huge tool for me uh I love clippingmagic.com. If you want these tools, and Canva can do some of this now, but it's not as good as clippingmagic.com. Again, very, very cheap. Uh, you can crop out the background. So you can do these cool graphics with, with you or whatever and crop, crop out the background, add whatever background you want and make it funny background, make it like fire behind you, whatever. Uh, easy to do in clippingmagic.com. That's another really cheap one, easy one that I love using all the time. Face and hole. If you want to do this stupid post that we do on the podcast channel where um, I kind of crop out faces of funny movies and put Blake and my face on there and make fun of us all the time, I love that app. It's hilarious. It's fun. It's easy. Uh, face in Hole. Uh, it's an app, and you can use it online for free, faceinhole.com. Um, there's also a, a Jiffy one, right? So if you they have, like, different Jiffies where the face is cropped out, and you can put your face in there. It makes it, like, a moving graphic. Uh you know, I think that's face and, and, and gif.com. I think that's what it is, but you can look it up. It's an app as well. Really easy to use, fun to use and, and no big deal, right? Like it's cheap as well. So what else do we got here? Those are actually the main content creation platforms to use. I don't want you to think too much about it though, right? Videos are great. You talking and being authentic and awesome is amazing content. And I'd tell you the most powerful tool you have in all this stuff is literally if you have an iPhone, um, to me, that's the most powerful of all these tools because I could do literally all this stuff with an iPhone. It's a computer in my hand. You could do a podcast from there. You could do a lot of different stuff. And so don't forget that. Um, don't over curate or, or I do a lot of that. I do a lot of video editing stuff. Oh yeah. One last thing, video editing. I've used a lot of different platforms and, and to do bigger stuff and you want to do transitions and you want higher quality stuff, I use a, a program called Filmora 9. So any of the Japarity stuff uh, that you see, uh, that's usually Filmora 9. And it's a it takes listen, it takes time using any of these things, but that to me has been the easiest one to, you know, do mashup videos or anything like that, to do professional type quality. Fillmore and nine, it's like 40 bucks a year, or 60 bucks lifetime or something like that. But it's a really great editing tool, uh, really higher quality stuff. And uh, it's been nice using, frankly. 
Um, I really like it. I'm nerding out with it all the time. That's when you see the like the dad bod gear commercials. If you've seen that on, uh, you can check out my uh, again my Instagram handle Implant MBA to see that. Uh, or if you uh, or the hair doo doo video with payment, you want payment or AC's hair. The hair doo doo video is done with that as well. Um, so that's a really great tool. It's not that expensive. Probably should have done the sixty dollars lifetime instead of trying it for forty for a year. That was dumb. Now that I look back, but whatever. So that kind of sums it up, you know, a quick version of of some of the stuff I use to create content, uh, how to do a podcast and all that. So I hope you guys get value out of this. Ah, See, see, I remember value, right? Uh, I really hope you did because I I think it's important for people to feel comfortable with doing this kind of stuff. It's not as scary as it seems. Listen, if I can do it, if I can do it, I promise you, you can do it too. And so just have the, you know, if it's something that's interesting to you, stop making excuses for, for why you're not doing it and just start doing it. Just try. Um, and I promise you, I promise you, either you're going to do it and be happy you did it because you found out you didn't like it or you loved it, right? And either way, now you know, and there's nothing to be afraid of. And I think it'll make you more confident in general, but remember, add value and be you. And we'll catch you next time on the All In Podcast. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.